Masechet Nazir, Daf Mem Aleph. This staff is going to cover um, a very important and relevant halachic topic. We've been talking about the prohibition of uh, shaving one's beard with a razor. Um, so that prohibition applies only with a razor. One cannot use a razor on one's face. Um, and that covers five points. Is machlok exactly where the five points are? Maybe here and here. Maybe here and here or here or here. Um, so somewhere somewhere around the face. And so therefore, don't use a razor anywhere on one's face for one's beard. However, that prohibition only applies to a razor. Uh, one is permitted to uh, cut, shave one's beard with other instruments like a scissor, a depilatory, and according to most opinions, electric shavers, um, or maybe laser removal or, or other ways. It's just a razor that is prohibited. Okay, that is one um, uh, That is one prohibition. Now there is another r- very closely related prohibition of not rounding out one's head and, uh, and to have a haircut like a monk. Um, this is associated with idolatry being different from uh, the style of, uh, of uh, other nations, and so uh, one cannot do that. And so this will include um, leaving the peot uh, for a certain length. Um, now, this prohibition, there's a machloket about whether that's only with a razor or also other instruments. According to Rambam, that prohibition of peot and rounding out is also only with a razor. That's a tremendous leniency. It would mean that if you're not using a razor, you're using something else, just like you can shave the beard, so too you'd be able to shave peot. Um, however, uh, Rambam, even though Shulchan Aruch quotes it, um, says one should be stringent according to the other opinion of uh, other Rishonim uh, that say that the the prohibition against peot and rounding out applies to any instrument, even if you're just using a scissor or something else, one is not allowed to remove that hair in any way. Now this is a very important halakha if somebody wants to shave their head. Sometimes people, uh, when they when they start going bald, they, they uh, want to uh, be proactive and just shave their whole head. Is it permitted for a Jewish man to shave his entire head or does he have to leave the peot? Uh, it seems according to uh, most opinions, Shulchan Aruch saying one should be machmir, that one cannot entirely remove the peot. Um, they can be cut short, um, but would have to leave them a certain length. Um, that that is the um, so all this is going to be discussed in this um, in this Gemara today, and we'll see the source of it. All right, let's go back to the context. What are we talking about? Um, we saw that there's three uh, people that must uh, shave. The parts of the body or uh, their whole body or parts of their body with a razor. And that is the Nazir has to shave his head, all of his head with a razor. Um, and uh, the Levi has to shave his head and his whole body with a razor. And the Misora. The first two it says explicitly, Misora does not say explicitly. So we're looking for a source that Misora must shave um, with a razor. So we answer this according to Rabbanan. Okay, there's a machloket between Rabbanan and Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbanan say that the prohibition against shaving a beard is only with a razor. That's what we follow, that's why we're allowed to shave it all with other uh, instruments. Um, okay, so because of that, Rabbanan look to this pasuk here regarding Mesora uh, that says uh, you have to shave all of, you, all of his hair, and then it specifies Rosho Zekano. Why does it have to go out of its way to say a beard also? 
Oh, must be that this is coming to override the prohibition against shaving with a beard. That's the, the usual prohibition for most people. Now that prohibition is only with a razor, according to the banan. And so if over here, if it's saying, oh, a misora can shave his beard, well, we wouldn't need to override it if he could shave his beard in, uh, with, with another thing, with a scissor. Um, so it must be that he must use a razor, because that's the only reason why you'd have to put zikano to override the prohibition against shaving with a razor. That was the source for Dabanan that we saw yesterday. But now we're still left to ask it to be Eliezer, where is your source? Since according to you to be Eliezer, um, there's a prohibition against shaving, um, one's beard with any without the other instruments also tweezer and a carpenter's plane um, so then you can say that zikano um, and so zikano is uh, is prohibited in any way so then this you would need zikano to override also shaving with uh, uh, with other Im instruments and so there's no proof from here that you have to use a razor specifically and so instead of Eliezer is going to focus on this word the word rosho so let's see how he does that what's your source that a misora must use a razor the extra word that a misora says he has to remove all his body and then it says his head isn't the head part of his body? Why do you have to say that? Tetanya Rosho, Matamodomar, Levishnemar Gaben Nazir, Taar, Loyavol, Rosho, Yachol Af Nazir, Mesorak, Ken, Tamodomar Rosho. So the Bielezer has a modification here, um, and he's going to learn it from a Nazir who becomes a Mesorak. Right, and anyone could become a mesora. You don't, you never. It's not up to you. Um, and so, someone as a nazir, they vowed be a nazir. The middle of nazirut, all of a sudden, they became a became a. a, a they got sadaat. They contracted it. So now they they purify, uh, go through the ritual process, and then at the end of the ritual process, he has to shave his head. Um, he has to he has to shave his whole body as a mesora, including his head. But a nazir is not allowed to shave his head. So what is nazir mesora going to do? Ah, the word Rosho comes to say um, that regarding a Nazir, even though a Nazir may not shave his head, um, how about a Nazir who is a Mesora? Would you say that maybe if he, he cannot shave his head, um, maybe he'll shave the rest of his body for his Mesora thing, but you have to leave his head because he's a Nazir? No, that's why he says regarding Mesora, the extra word Rosho, to say even though he's a Nazir, we override it. Now, this proof assumes that a Nazir only violates his Nazirut if he shaves with a razor. That was one opinion of, uh, of uh, a couple of others, of Rabbi Yonatan, two days ago. He said that a Nazir, in the middle of his Nazirut, only violates the prohibition and gets lashes if he uses a razor. But if he just uh, cuts his hair with a scissor or something else, then he does not get lashes. He's not liable. Okay, so if we follow that, then this then this logic works. Um, since the pasuk goes out of its way regarding mesora to say that he has to shave his head, and that teaches that even he, even though he's a nazir, he can violate his nizirut. He must violate his nizirut. But his vi violating of nizirut only occurs if he uses a razor. So it only so it must be that a mesora must use a razor. That's the source of Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, brilliant. 
now we're going to question it. Mimai. Maybe a mesora can actually use also tweezers and a carpenter's plane. And uh, he could use that also, or a razor. He can use all those for his concluding ceremony. And then if you'll say, how come I need this extra word, Rosho? to teach me about a Nazir, that he, even though a Nazir cannot use a razor, but a Nazir Mesora can shave his hair with a razor. Maybe that all just means he can even use a razor. It doesn't necessarily mean only that he can use, he can only use a razor. And here's why I would need that word, Rosho, because I might think, since a Nazir, if he shaves with a razor in the middle of a Nazirut, um, he would be liable. So a Mesora, um, uh, so Mesora also would be liable, even when he's shaving, if he's a Nazir and a Mesora, and he wouldn't be allowed, and he would have to use one of the other methods that is permitted, like using a tweezers or a carpenter's plane. And therefore, the word Rosho comes to teach that, no, it's okay. Here the Mesora has options. Mesora Nazir can shave his head using a tweezers, carpenter's plane, and he can also use a razor if he wants, and it will override his Nizirut prohibition. And now we reject that and uphold Rabbi Eliezer's proof, and we say, No, no, that won't work. If you think that a Mesora can use tweezers or a carpenter's plane, and that fulfills his ceremonial obligation, um, then the the then from the fact that the Mesorah does not explicitly say Ta'ar, we would not permit a Ta'ar, right? A Torah is no way it would do that because Resh of Reshakish's principle doesn't quote it here because we already quoted it yesterday. Reshakish's principle is when do we say Ase Doche Lota Ase? When the Torah says a positive and negative commandment, the positive commandment overrides. That's only if you cannot fulfill both. If you cannot do the positive commandment um, without uh, uh, without um, avoiding the the prohibition of the negative commandment, if there are contradiction and you can't do it, then it overrides. But if there's a possibility, if there's a possible way to do the positive commandment without violating the negative commandment, then you're not allowed to violate the negative commandment. That was Rashakish's opinion. And therefore, in this case, if you would say that a mesora can use uh, tweezers or a carpenter's plane, then he would have to do that and would not be permitted to use a razor. You can't, as a mesora, as a, as a nazir mesora, right? There's no reason, there's no justification for a nazir mesora to use a razor when a razor is prohibited and he can do it in a permitted way. And therefore, the, there's no way the Torah would permit, permit that. And therefore, if the Torah goes out of its way to say that it's permitted for a Nazir Mesorah to use a razor, it can only be because that he must use a razor and there's no other way to do it. And that's why um, he's uh, And so now this is a good proof for the Eliezer that a Mesorah must use a razor. He uses, he uses, he learns from the word Rosho.
Good. Now we're going to go back to Rabbanan. But Rabbanan, Rabbanan, they learned the rule that a Mesora must use a razor from the word Zekano. So Rabbanan, what are you going to do with Rosha? Right? It's a good question. Why do you have to save the, for the Mesora? He had to shave all of his hair. And then you specified uh, his uh, Zekano and Rosha. Why need Rosha? Okay, so the word Rosho for Rabbanan comes to override the prohibition of Hakafa, of rounding the corners, of making a haircut like a monk, and that would be, and cutting the peot, um, because the Pasuk does prohibit that, in a normal circumstance, uh, one is not allowed to round off the corners of his head. And so you might think, maybe a misora also cannot. So therefore, this says Rosho, don't worry, a misora can override, uh, can, can, can override that. Now, we learn something very important from here. So you might think that the only prohibition is just to have a round monk-like haircut, right? But maybe if you shave your whole head, then it would be okay. Um, what you see from here is that a misora, even though he's shaving his whole head, if you didn't have this pas, this word rosha, then he would violate um, that. Then then he would violate. We need the word rosha to tell me that if you're a misora when he shaves his whole head, that overrides the peot. That means someone who's not a misora and shaves his whole head would, vi- including his peot, does violate the lotakivu peat roshechem. Right. In other words, it's not only a prohibition of having a round haircut that you can't cut your peot and leave the rest. That for sure is prohibited. Then you look like a monk. But even if you're shaving your entire top, uh, you also cannot shave the peot. That's the consequence of this um, derasha. Okay. Now, uh, according to Rabbanan, hold on, why do you need the word Rosho? Why can't you learn it from Zekano? In other words, from Zekano, you learn the principle that and we know you can't shave your beard with a razor. And yet it says Zekano to say that a Mesora can, it overrides. So from there we learn the principle that And once I know that principle, then I could figure it out myself that when he's shaving his, his, his entire head, then you, you, you could, that overrides um, cutting the corners of his head as well. So why do I need the word Rosho to add to that? And here's the Braita that we already know from yesterday that told me what Zekano means. The word Zekano, that Mesora shaves his beard. Why do I need that? It already said his whole, his whole body he shaves. Because since the Pasuk says you cannot cut, with a shave, cut your um, a beard with a razor, I would think a mesorah also. That's why I need zekano. So now, since zekano teaches me the principle of ase tochelo tase, now I already know it for the for the corners of his head, uh, not making it round. So I don't need the word rosho. So lama lemichtav rosho velama lemichtav zekano. Why do I need both? 
And so here's the answer for Rabbanan. So I, so I need them both because if I only had beard um, and I didn't have anything about the head, I would say that maybe cutting the entire, uh, shaving one's entire head is not a problem of rounding out. Maybe I would, I would think it's only a problem of rounding the corners of one's head if one leaves the top like a monk, and only shaves the corners, um, and only shaves the corners. Um, but if I shave my entire head, then it's permitted to shave off the corners. That's what I would have thought if I only had zikana, because there's no other word that tells me that anything else has to be overridden. I would think I don't need to override it. So that's why the pasu comes and says rosha. The way that a mesora shaves his head, which is a total shaving of all of his hair, normally would violate the problem of peat, uh, 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 of peot, um, if not for the word rosha to tell me that a misora can do it and it does override. So from the fact that it says an extra word to say that a misora can override the prohibition of um, peat zikanam teaches me that in general, shaving a head, shaving one's entire head is a violation of peat zikanam. So that's it. This is where we learn this, this important and relevant halakha. Um, that even if one is shaving his entire head, it is still prohibited. Okay, so we know it's for sure prohibited, even if you're shaving your entire head. So for sure, there's no question, one cannot have a monk-like haircut. But we see that, according to the, uh, the Gemara here, uh, one cannot um, shave one's entire head. Um, uh, you, uh, if one shaves one's entire head, one still cannot uh, shave the peot. The only question of the Rishonim is, with what instrument for sure, with a razor, it would not be prohibited. What about not with a razor? Rambam is lenient, but most Rishonim are stringent. And Shulchan Aruch, although quotes Rambam, says one should be stringent. And so right here, this is the source. Okay, that's why we need uh, the word Rosho there. But now the next thing is, what if we just had Rosho? V'katav Rosho, v'lo katav zekano. So I've had only Rosho, I could learn two things. And why do I need Zekano? So with just Rosho, I can learn from that word two things. Number one, So if I had only the word Rosho, I'll, I'll say, that, say it out of order, I think it makes more sense. Um, one, if I had Rosho, I would learn from that. Um, that um, even if you shave your entire head, a man shaves his entire head, still that would be a problem, nor for a regular person, of um, cutting his peot, because that's why the pasuk needs the word rosha regarding mesora to say mesora is permitted. That is, uh, he, he's an exception in which the the mitzvah of a mesora overrides the general prohibition. So this teaches us that the general prohibition um, of peot includes not only when he leaves the top of his hair, even if he shaves his whole head, he still can't cut his peot. That's one thing I learned from the word rosho. I also learned from that a general rule that to shave everything, including his head, and that, via, that overrides the commandment not to cut the peot. So all that I would know from Rosho, and based on that, I would also know that cutting the beard is overridden, and even though usually you can't cut a beard, 
but a mesor, uh, a mesora, um can cut a beard. I would know that based on the principle of But if I didn't have the word zekano, what I would be missing is knowing, no, knowing that I have to use a razor. Since, according to Rabbanan, one only violates Baal Tashrit when using a razor, so, this, and then Mesorah goes out of its way to specify a beard, why would you need that extra word? I already know, Oh, it must be teaching us that he can, that just like the prohibition, is only with a razor. Mesorah says you can even cut your beard. Well, that means that they, um, I, it, it, it overrides. And I only would need to know that it overrides if it would be with, if the Mesorah has to use a razor, as we said yesterday. If a Mesorah would be able to use something else to cut his beard, then you wouldn't need um, the word Zekano to override the prohibition because there is no prohibition using, um, using a scissor. Um, according to Rabbanan. So therefore, the word Zekano uh, comes to teach me that n- not that a Mesorah can uh, shave his beard, that we know, it actually says the word Zekano there to teach me um, that the Mesorah has to use a razor to cut it because that's going out of its way to say, specifically Zekano, you can even override the prohibition of cutting the of cutting a beard, which prohibition is only prohibited with a razor, according to the banan, and yet a misora can do it. That's how we know a misora can and must use a razor. So that's why we need both. All right, now back to the Bieliezer. But the Bieliezer minale. How does Rabbi Eliezer know the general principle that Aseh doche lo ta'aseh? Now, it's, it does seem that Rabbi Eliezer could learn this. He already did um, from the word Rosho, because that does override, tell, to say a Misorah can override, even if he's a Nazir. Um, but the commentaries uh, here uh, um, give different answers to that question. Okay, so maybe it's because he's also, he has to teach that for a Kohen or something else. So you can look here at this note regarding that. But assuming that he can't, he cannot learn it from uh, Zikano, and from Rosho, where else could he learn this principle from? And the answer is, Yalef Megidilim, he can learn it from the law of Sisit. How? Detanya lo tilbash shat nez. And Devarim says, one is not allowed to wear uh, wool and linen together. And then in the very next Pasuka says, Ha gedilim taselach mehem. It says that one does wear sisit. So uh, because the Torah puts these two laws back to back, we learn from the juxtaposition that, yes, it's true in general, you're not allowed to wear, wear wool and linen. But if you, ha- if you need to um, fulfill the law of sisit, and you want to wear a linen garment, that's great. You're allowed to wear a linen garment, uh, but if it's a rectangle garment that has four corners, then you need to put sisit on it. Techelet has to be made out of wool. So then you're going to necessarily need to um, wear wool and linen together, and that is permitted. That's why it's here back-to-back to tell you that sisit is an exception and overrides the prohibition of shatnez. So this is an example of ase dochelotase, and from here we can learn to uh, the, this general rule and then apply it to other um, places in the Torah. Baruch Adonai Amen